Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. This week's grow guides, we're talking about how to make your own cannabis seeds. This can be regular seeds, feminized seeds, or auto seeds as well. So we explain everything you really need to know in this episode. We don't go into too much detail about genetics and all of that kind of stuff. We just keep it basic, keep it simple. So if you're new to this, it's really easy to follow and you can understand how to make your own cannabis seeds. You know, cannabis seeds can be expensive. They can cost a lot of money. So if you make your own, if you want to make your own, you'll have thousands of your own seeds, your own genetics that you can grow for many, many years and save a fortune. Or if you wanted to, you could even get into breeding and start making your own genetics and start selling them off to people. It's something else you can do as well. All the information is in this episode. If you want to know more, then of course, like every other grow guides we have, you can head over to persysgrowroom.com, sign up to the forum, start a thread and ask any question you like, and we'll be able to help you out over there. But for now, here is the episode all about how to make cannabis seeds. I hope you enjoy it and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So last week we spoke about mother plants and cuttings. So you could keep a mother plant of one of your favorite strains and then you could take cuttings from it, make clones and grow more plants that were exactly the same as that. And that's a, it's a good way to preserve genetics, but there's you always have to have a live plant when you're doing cuttings. Now, if you wanted to preserve genetics in another way, then you could do it the old school way and just make seeds. But there's a few different ways to make seeds. And depending on the process you use, there'll be different seeds you get. You know, you, you feminize seeds, autoflowering seeds, regular seeds, hermaphrodite seeds. You know, these are different results of making seeds. So you have to use the right process to get the seeds you want. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode today, how to make seeds, how to make certain types of seeds and why you should also make seeds. You know, just a little bit of information about cannabis breeding. Only basic stuff. We won't go into too much of the uh, the really scientific stuff. We'll keep it simple, you know, and, and you'll be able to make your own seeds by the end of this episode. So where do we even begin with this? Marge, you want to you say something? <laughs> I'm not like Sure. Uh, I mean, I've never actually uh, made seeds on purpose. Yeah. Myself. <laughs> I did last summer accidentally make some seeds because I had some plants out at my dad's house. And uh, he called me up one day to say, there's a lot of bees around one of your plants. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And um, it had pollinated. So, yeah, that's how I ended up with seeds. And if you're going to do it, you do end up with a ton of them. Mm. I'm assuming when it happens like that by Mother Nature, that uh, they're just regular seeds not feminized or anything like that i could mm -hmm. be wrong but yeah aside from that i've never actually uh, tried to make seeds on purpose i see and i think that's a it's a for the majority of people who have made seeds it is probably done <laughs> accidentally that's right yeah <laughs> now, i'm the same i've made seeds a few times but they've never been uh on purpose i'd love to do it on purpose but having the space to do it, it's pain in the ass man i've only ever made hermy seeds unfortunately Monkey, you've yeah. Uh, well, let's go to Bubble Heart first because we don't know about you. you. Have you made seeds on purpose before? Um, both on purpose and unintentionally. Oh, um, 
No, I look, I haven't. I, it was a few years back when I gave it a shot and it, I am planning on doing it again. I just haven't had the time or the space um, because I, you know, the, the last time I did it, um, it was an outdoor run and it kind of, it started off as not a thing and I wasn't even planning on it. Um, and I just chucked a few regs in the dirt and 90% had come up female. And I just had one male there and I went, oh, maybe I could just let it go. And, um, and so I, I did, I just sort of let it go and, and dusted over the top and they were unstable. And so I, I mm. wasn't like, I, I wasn't really diving into it as hard as I probably should have. It was just sort of a, oh, maybe I can give it a go and see what happens. A pollen and chuck. It, it was a pollen chuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it worked. It wasn't, you know, as I said, they, they weren't the best of seeds, but yeah. They weren't too bad, mm-hmm. but this next time um, I'm going to try and do it properly and do a proper pheno hunt and have a play around and see what I can and can't do. And um, and I do need to make some more uh, some more autos yeah. out of a couple of strains I want to keep, so I'm going to have to do some reversing with those. Sweet. What about you, Monkey? Once you you've you've made seeds before, right? On purpose. I've done it a, done it a couple of times on purpose, but I'm always I'm I'm a small scale when I do seeds. Um, I, I'm never doing it to try and pass the genetics on anybody. It's maybe to keep some genetics I've got now and that kind of thing like that, or experiment. I wonder what this would happen. So I'm usually self-pollinating one or two lower buds. Mm-hmm. I'm only mm-hmm. looking for, you know, 25, 50, hundred seeds at the most, yeah. but I have done it on purpose. It does. It it's successful and very easy. Most of the time. Um, it's just shot. nature doing its thing, isn't it? If you want to make regular seeds, which is seeds that are 50% of being female and 50% mm-hmm. of being uh, male. So they're, they're the regular seeds, everybody. That's what people will find out in nature when you've just had normal plants get pollinated in the natural way. But the seeds coming from them, you're not sure which ones are going to be female and which ones are going to be male until you've grown them for a while. There's no way of telling. But some people will say, you know, you can tell by doing this, you can tell the seed, but it's all bullshit. It's just bro science. You really need to grow it out to tell whether a plant is going to be male or female. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's pretty easy to do, and it's just nature doing its thing. And then a few episodes ago, we spoke about Hermes. You know, this is when the plant makes seeds of itself by producing male flowers and pollinating itself. And they're a little bit different from regulars because there's, they'll probably be, be feminized if they're from a feminized plant. And, you know, it carries on the genetics of the parents pretty much. It's genetics. And... It might turn out to be hermaphrodite, might be male, might be female. You can't be sure of things. So you want to get the best seeds possible. Uh, most growers will grow feminized seeds, and that takes a slightly different process when you're growing. I mean, that's the seeds I use. You use feminized seeds all the time, monkey, or do you grow regular sometimes? Um, I'm actually doing both right now. Um, but, yeah, I use feminized. I've actually made some feminized. Uh, nice. The- Successful feminized ones I've done. I just bought a very small uh, bottle of, of, a, of what they call feminine seed feminizer. Basically, mm-hmm. it's a spray uh, that you spray on a female flower, and, and it causes it to grow male male parts. And eventually, mm-hmm. that female flower will have pollen pods pop out, and it will start spewing pollen everywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Actually, best to start doing this early on uh, before the before the buds start. But anyway. Uh, all the pollen that's produced by a female plant will be female pollen. So when you put it on a, a female flower, you've got 100% female seeds. It's 
again, it's really mm-hmm. not rocket science. You're just, you're tricking the female, you're pushing her into a state to, to uh, carry on her genetics. That's right. So uh, you either use it, sorry, Marge. I was just saying, that's so interesting. I had no idea that that's how feminized seeds were made. Oh, really? The, no, oh. Oh, I okay. <laughs> just thought they... Yeah. Yeah, came in um, a package. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea it was that simple. Chemical from in the in the plant. Uh, I think it's an ethylene gas. Yeah, that, ethylene that's produced yeah. by the plant. And when you spray this uh, sodium thiosulfate or colloidal silver, uh, colloidal silver, yeah. silver thiosulfate, mm-hmm. it, it blocks the pores uh, of the plant, so it can't find this ethylene, and so it thinks it's it's. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to produce pollen now. Huh. And so it just mm-hmm. it produces it. And that's why you have to keep spraying consistently and, and all the way until you start getting pollen mm-hmm. coming out the plant because you got to keep those pores completely blocked. So, and just, uh, you know, if you do do that, if you take a female plant and you spray it with either silver thiosulfate or colloidal silver, you can find it online. You spray it with this and after a, a week or so, it will start growing male flowers out of it. Those male flowers have pollen in it. And the genetics from the male flowers, even though they're male flowers, the genetics creating the pollen is fully female. So that produces pollen with only female genetics. You add that to the female plant, and then the seeds that are created by that female plant only have female genetics. So it's very likely that it's going to be a female. And that's how that shit works. Yeah. You know? But if you, uh, because you're spraying the buds with shit, though, don't use those buds afterwards oh, yeah. for anything. You know, you can't smoke it or make hash out of it because it's been sprayed with shit. You if you're only going to spray like one bud, you really kind of want to make sure when you're spraying and not to get any drift on those other buds mm-hmm. of smoke mm-hmm. or anything like that. The silver yeah. compounds are not healthy to smoke. Yeah. And this is the same principle with autos as well. You can do that with a photo period plant. You can do it with auto flowers, but mm-hmm. you know, it's better to get regular autos. So you can just have a male auto and a female auto and put them together because there's you're on time limit. Mm-hmm. You don't have the, you know, the time to spray it and let male flowers form out the flowers and shit. You just want to get that done normally, but well, you can do I, it if you I, want to. There is time. But yeah, when I S. did my autos, uh, I guess what the autos I did basically, I created the pollen on one grow, and on mm-hmm. the next grow, I used that pollen on, on the next plant up. To mm-hmm. you know, so technically, that's not a S a self pollination. That is more of an F one kind of situation, but close enough you know one of those deals like that mm-hmm. yeah you, that's what i would if you're going to make the feminized auto flowers it's easier to do it that way is to create your pollen and then come back on the next plant and use the pollen because mm-hmm. like becky says they're so fast and you can't stop them but yeah making females is, is very easy to do you just need the the right stuff you know it's it's uh it's recommended if you want to make some seeds that's what i prefer that's what the majority of growers prefer because they don't want to waste time and space growing a male plant if you just grow mm. a female, it's nice and easy. Uh, and this can be done as well with uh, like cuttings. If you take two cuttings and you keep you grow them so they're both female, they're both growing the female flowers, and then you can just spray one of those until it produces the male flower. And you can sprinkle this all over, you know, when the pollen's created, you can sprinkle that all over the plant, over the top buds, side buds, everywhere. But like Monkey said, you can also just sprinkle that pollen on one bud and a piece of pollen gets on one of the pistols, the white pistols that tells the plant that it's been pollinated there and it makes a seed there. And that's pretty much, so if you just pollinate one bud, you're only going to get seeds in that one bud. A couple of pieces of pollen might stray and get onto buds elsewhere, but just sprinkle it on one and you should be fine. 
Now, I want to mention that if you're making seeds, if it's your first attempt at making seeds, be, care be careful because if you're trying to pollinate your whole plant, you're looking at a lot of seeds here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? So when I'm talking about pollinating just one bud, you can get 200 seeds off of just one small bottom bud. It's not uncommon. So be, be very careful when you're thinking about how many seeds do you really need and what are you going to do here? So. That's why I find it helpful to use like one of those smaller bottom buds to make my seeds. And, mm -hmm. and then I can smoke everything on top after that. This is also where hybrids come from. Say if you collect all this, this pollen off a white widow, and then you sprinkle it on a few buds of different plants, different strains, like a blue cheese, a Jack Herrera, you know, these different strains, the CBD cream and cheese. Let's just go for what I like, right? And you have lemon, lemon tree. Mm -hmm. You got those four plants and you got pollen from a white widow you sprinkle in all of those they're all going to be different all the seeds are going to be different hybrids <laughs> so super cool man i've never done this myself and i'd really like to what i would like to do is i'd like to uh, make seeds of the the lemon tree that i've been smoking and get a collection of those together that would be super cool so I, well, I, they can do like i'm doing now i mean my last uh, my girl i took the strawberry cough i've got two cuts on it and i'm planning on reversing one in micro and then sprinkling on the other one in micro once i've once i've got the pollen going but yeah you can just take two cuts off your plant you don't have mm -hmm, to you mm -hmm. don't have to use the original grow even and just use go you know grow them out in micro grow them in half half gallon pots one gallon pots keep them small do your thing and you're going to end up with feminized seeds off of off that they'll be effectively s1s coming back if you're trying to save the genetics mm -hmm. It's crazy shit, man. It's in the amount of seeds you get from one of these plants, thousands. And if you got a decent <laughs> side plant, it's just gonna be a ridiculous amount of seeds, man. I'm just just reading this question from Blazing Stars. Right. I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming you mean does it just if you're going to use colloidal silver, does that mean it's going to uh, produce some more hermy traits? Yeah, it's um, a it's a common one that is it's what people people think that you're making the, the female plant hermaphrodite and that's what and that's not what you're doing when you feminize seeds you're making a female plant grow male flowers when a hermaphrodite plant happens the genetics of the plant change so it becomes a hermaphrodite you know the, the, the genetics inside the seed it's always there but because of certain yeah. stresses and environmental the pressures are, yeah, mm -hmm. the epigenetics kick in and it causes a secondary trait to come out yeah right? and that's when it hermes it's not the same as feminizing feminizing is different because when you're using the colloidal silver that will cover the pores and like monkey said the mm -hmm. ethylene won't be picked up by the plant and that makes it turn into a male plant and it just thinks, like, well, I'm a boy, so I'm going to do this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, just pretty much that way, as opposed to the secondary trait. And there is some theory behind saying that when you trigger that secondary trait, that that secondary uh, Hermit trait can be passed on in a stronger force on the next mm -hmm, plant. Mm -hmm. It's not proven one way or the other, but I know a lot of people believe that if, if you grow the seeds of a Hermit, that it will also Hermit. I've, I've grown some Hermit seeds. They were fine. I don't know. Yeah, it's just they're just less uh they can't handle stress as easy they'll hermy easier if they come from a hermaphrodite plant but when you use feminized seeds from a good uh breeder then the seeds are bred for a while and check for a while put under different stresses to right. see how easy they hermy and they're, they're bred out for a while before they actually uh, send them out to people usually especially if he's asking breeder. 
asking Sorry. if there's a difference in genes. So if you if you're reversing a plant um, and you and you're making it produce the male flowers, no, it's not going to be different. It's going to be the same genes because that plant has no. It's only got its own gene mapping. It can't. You're not introducing different genes. If you get yeah. what I mean, you're just mm-hmm. forcing that plant to create male flowers rather than letting it herm and then because because if you let it go uh, and, and a lot of them will do that the longer you let them go there is that chance that they're going to turn on themselves mm-hmm. and then do the same thing that's a little bit different um but it, it does get the, a similar result I, I can see how you'd probably get more herms in that side of it um but i mean every time i've done it um as far as using colloidal silver They've been pretty more, pretty much exact copies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty stable stuff usually. Well, yeah. what do you think, Marge? Have you got any questions here so far? Have you heard anything which you'd like to would like us to go into more detail? I was looking at actually uh, South Silly's comment, <laughs> the glory hole method. Right. Which I think I kind of like that idea because it sounds like it's sort of what Monkey was talking about. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, like, doing I never a thought few. about that. Yeah, it seems like it makes a lot of sense if you don't want to, you know, pollinate too much of your mm-hmm. of your plant. Then it's a good way to keep that from happening. Because I'm I've never worked with it on purpose, like I said, but mm-hmm. it seems like it could be pretty easy to accidentally pollinate too much. And then, like you mm-hmm. said, you yeah. have like so many seeds because it really does. They really do make a lot of seeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Breeder yeah. Steve in one of the Breeder Steve interviews, maybe with the first one we did with him. If you just searched a catalog for Breeder Steve, you'll find uh, the interview that we did with him. And he explains how he started off with just pollinated a few bottom buds on his plant, and he was shocked at the amount of seeds that came from those. Mm-hmm. But I like yeah, that whole method; it's a good idea. Yeah, it seems like a really good idea. Because mm-hmm. when my plants, when my plant got accidentally uh, pollinated last summer, like <laughs> the number of seeds I got was unreal. Mm. There's so many. You ever tried growing any out? Have I? Yeah, like you, did you save the seeds? Did you try growing any? I haven't yet. Mm. um i did save a bunch though i couldn't save them all there was just so many of them like yeah. it was mm-hmm. ridiculous but yeah. i did save a ton yeah that's a yeah. pretty good chance that this could probably be half hemp that's really no way of telling mm-hmm. that's right you don't really know do you especially when no. hemp's grown around because that can get in there too it's, it's really easy to cross pollinate and get shit fucked up yeah. so if you are going to try pollinating one of the females and you don't want it to go all over the plant be very careful turn the fans off you know that 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 glory hole method is a good one i think that would be a good mm-hmm. way to try and seclude one specific branch yeah. and now then... we jumped right into the feminized seeds and stuff like that but i mean i have to say that if you want to just try your hand at, at making seeds the easiest by far way of doing it is start with regs find it find a good male Mm-hmm. It's so much easier because it's going to make the pollen for you. But again, you're going to have to, you'll have reg seeds at the end that you're going to have to learn how to tell the right sex and call, call out the bad ones and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But it certainly is easy enough to do and very, very, uh, very possible. Growing regs is not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, not as, uh, how am I going to say it? Not as lazy of, of a thing to do. You, you have to kind of pay a little bit more attention in yeah. the beginning. I say, well, if you find something good, say if you got um, a cutting, but a mother plant, like last week we explained, you've got your mother plant, you're taking cuts from it, and you want to make seeds with this because you have to take everything down and move house or something. Then, you know, it's like putting in a hard drive. You know, you just make yourself some seeds. It would take a while. It's not like it's done instantly. 
But uh, you know, make yourself some seeds of their genetics, and you can save them for a very long time, man. In Ten years or something, at least. Yeah, so it's a good way yeah, to keep more, your strains going. Mm. Just depends how you look after them and how you how you store your seeds. Mm-hmm. And then if you've got multiple males as well, then you can pollinate. You know, like we said, pollinate just one bud, one branch. Then if you've got different males with different pollen, then you can put that on the same plant and just do different branches. Just label them mm. so you know what pollen has gone on to what branch so you know what you get out of it. I think Chilbert was doing some of that, wasn't he? He was using different... Mm. Recently, I thought I saw. Well, yeah. his last one, he was doing a couple of different, um, couple of different strains mm-hmm. and yeah, a couple it, of it, different fathers and that. I think he had one father and he was using different mothers on it. He was using mimosas and uh, That's right. yeah. mimosa orange punch. And I think the, ma- the male was Queen's Black Lime Pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was really easy to make seeds, man. It's, just some, it's so easy. People do it accidentally all the time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> you know? So it, it, I recommend, you know, if you have space for it, then give it a shot, man. Just make yourself some seeds and then you can go and plant them outside at the start of summertime if you don't want to grow them in your grow room. Mm-hmm. Or, you, you know, you can actually try these things out. You know, depending on how long you've been over at Percy's and things like that, maybe people would want to try them out and you'd be able to see how they grow around the place. Like TG just, TG sends his seeds out to loads of people and he gets to see the variety those seeds make, which is very cool, you know? Yeah. Edison's asking, if you're making feminized seeds from two different cuts, does it matter which is the donor and which is the receiver? I wouldn't think so, Edison, no. Uh, I think I'm going to have to kind of go with you there, Mackie. I wouldn't think so because just... mm, They're exactly the same, aren't they? Mm. Depends. I mean, this is where you know, um, biology comes into it, I suppose. There's going to be some dominance across the two, mm-hmm. um, but whether that's uh, a visible dominance or a, a noticeable difference between the two, that's kind of, you know, if it's a, if it's a cutting from the same plant, no difference. It's, it's going to be the same, they're the same genes. Um, so it's going to follow this. But if you're using, you know, if you, yeah. let's say you pop two seeds, they're two separate phenos, yeah, you might get, one being more dominant in that cross than the other, but if it's you've just um, you've got a mother plant, you take some clones from it, they're going to be exactly the same, and that, that's the beauty of having a mother plant taking clones. You know, you, right. you know it's going to be exactly the same because it's mm-hmm. the same genetics. Yeah, I would say uh, it's going to depend how stable those two cuts that that you're taking your feminized seeds from. Mm-hmm. If, the, if they're really stable cuts, if, if they've been worked way out there and, and you know they're going to be very consistent, then you probably wouldn't make any difference. But if, if they're not work lines and there's a good bit of diversity in those phenos there, it would probably be a little bit different. You never well, know. He's uh, extended on the question, though. I thought you meant from like a cutting, you had two different, you know, which were the same strain. But if it was, say, Zittles and Gorilla Groove number four, right. which way would you, you know, which one would you make male? And which one would you keep as female? Again, it's, it's going to depend upon how stable the Zippel's mm-hmm. cuts you have are and how stable the GG4 cuts you have are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If those are really stable and work lines, it probably wouldn't meet, make much difference between because they both are going to produce the same genetics no matter what you do. But if they're just unstable mishmashes of, of something that somebody put together, it's, they're going to be all over the place. You Again, also, uh, genetics are the big mm-hmm. deal when you're growing weed. You can take yeah. a female plant and revert it back like to male, fully male, not just a female plant growing male flowers. And then you can see what male traits those genetics express. You can do that as well. 
but that's a it's more complex to do that you know we're trying to keep things simple just make it easy for you guys to make seeds uh, yeah don't if you give it if you're going to try this don't try and be you know the fancy seed breeder the first time keep it simple see what you can do you're going to have some fun and you're probably going to grow some good weed but don't overcomplicate it again mm-hmm. we're all about keeping it simple guys yeah Mm-hmm. There's a right. there's a lot more that goes into into breeding than simply just throwing pollen on something. And I mean, it, it's if that's if you're doing it at home, you want to keep it simple. Essentially, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these crossbreeds and hybrids and things that are that are out now that you're seeing, and um, they you know those lines have been stabilized over generation and generation and generation. They work those lines to get them to a point where they're stable they're happy they produce pretty well the same across the seeds and then they'll they'll cross that with something else that they've stabilized um so as as monkey mentioned you know if you're going to be doing a zittles and a um and a gorilla glue and you're going to be mixing them back and forth you're most likely going to have a pretty well 50 50 mix um they they're not <clears throat> pardon me you're not it's not going to go one way heavier than the other i wouldn't i wouldn't think but again i'm not a world-class breeder or anything so you know they there could be slight differences between them so once you've gone out there you got your male pollen like from a regular male or a feminized plant a female plant that you've made male flowers grow on you take the pollen and you add it to your plant you can do with a brush you can just pour it on it depends on which way you want to do it you know but just add it but bear in mind whatever pollen gets into the air will land on some buds and create seeds on other buds so if you want to be cautious and not pollinate everything then try and isolate a single branch at a time and just just brush it on with like a, a makeup brush or something just a, f- a fine little brush just to brush some pollen onto the pistols and the plant yes. will do the rest of the work make itself. sure your fans are off and have been <laughs> off for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, with the grow lights on it's really neat to touch the brush onto that plant and you see these little literal little particles of piling drifting off of your bud going like oh crap Okay. Right. Yeah. Every one of those little particles can be a seed if it hits another bud. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a so. good reminder because it seems like it's one of those things that seems pretty obvious, but is you know you get working and then you forget. So mm-hmm. yeah, turn the be fans very, off. Yeah, turn the fans <laughs> off and be very very gentle with your brush. It doesn't take a lot of force. Barely barely tap it. And then it's going to take a few weeks for the seeds to actually grow. You know, the plant will uh, spend some energy. It takes about four to six weeks maybe for the seeds to be fully formed but it's better to just let them push as long as possible you know as long as the flowering period is and just let they'll be happy just sitting in the bud growing they're happy in there when, when they are like really done they'll start pushing themselves out of the bud and start falling mm-hmm. onto the the medium so if you see that happening then you're going to harvest that particular bud and take the seeds out of it whichever seeds they are you know male the regulars the, the feminized autos mm-hmm. And you can give just them, give me them auto fems. Yeah, that'd be sweet, man. <laughs> Making auto fems would be so cool. That's what I'm going to have a, a play around with. Um, I've just got to get through this run mm. and get myself stocked so that I don't have to run over summer this year because it was just nightmare fuel this year uh, or last year running through summer. So I'm just trying to keep the heat down. So this year I'm probably going to do a little bit of um, a little bit of breeding with some autos and see what I can what I can and can't do with them. Just for the fun of it. Yeah, I think I'm going to do some lemon tree for the fun of it as well. I'm going to take some cuttings and, you know, self-sell some. 
like uh, one one of those male. So it's the same shit, mm-hmm. you know, as close as genetically possible to what the original was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you spread and pile in South Sicily is reminding us, you know, have you have a spray bottle of water with a fine mist ready to go because that's how you stop piling dead in its tracks. You mm-hmm. wet it. Mm-hmm. Pollen mm-hmm. becomes co- completely inert once it's wet. So if you make a mistake or you're trying to stop a pollen cloud or something like that, water's the way to go. And doing this out of a decent sized plant, you'll get a couple of thousand seeds. It is ridiculous mm-hmm. the amount of seeds that these plants produce. It's like OP, unnecessary. <laughs> you don't need that much. But they can last for a long time. You just store them right, you know, in a cool, dark place, low moisture, low humidity. And they'll be good for years and years. And you can give them to friends. You can go out and grow them as gorilla grows you can use them in your own grow tent and grow them you can pass them out to you know, people on purses and shit like that is you know. sprinkle them over the lawns at government house mm-hmm. <laughs> i was just thinking something similar it made me think of dan, uh, dan larson because he mm-hmm. had a program in canada for a bit before legalization where he would send out if you oh, requested yeah. it send out seed packs of i think it was like hemp seeds but he was encouraging people to plant them in like the flower beds at the local cop shop or or you know the city hall or, or whatever the case might be so <laughs> yeah why not well, why not exactly yeah and people did it so that's great but uh, I, you know if, if i had enough and i i wasn't bothered what i did with them i'd be rolling around and just put them in the in the little garden beds out the front of the <laughs> out front of um, government house there and just yeah, uh, yeah. come past like every that. now and then and check on them. <laughs> right. I like you wonder Ma- if the local gardeners would be like, hey, what's mm. this? Maybe we should just leave it alone. <laughs> like Mackie's idea is, you know, go up to the little flea market and slide a few on the table next to the tomatoes up there in the spring. And let, <laughs> right. let little grandma find out, whoa, where did you do this over here? <laughs> yeah, Why hasn't it grown any some tomatoes yet, officer? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 12, 12 foot sativa in the backyard. <laughs> but you know, you know uh, one thing to add before we move on to the questions as well is that you should do this early on in the flowering process you know the seeds are going to take about six weeks to fully form and be ready for harvest so you know you can't start at week eight you want to get yeah. this done early as possible yeah so. i'd go week two or three mm-hmm. early on like that and it'll give them plenty of time to mature and be ready yeah that's a good point on autos um if you're doing this with autos you may not have enough time to pollinate that auto with the same pollen that you just pulled off that plant. So mm-hmm. you usually give yourself about four to five weeks, um, have another plant running if you're going to do that, um, so that it's sort of just starting to build its bud sites when you're pulling pollen off the other one. Yeah. That way it'll give you time to let that plant make seeds. So just do a it, point because autos are quick. And, you know, oh, not yeah. only do it, but head over to persysgrowroom.com, sign up and document it so we can see you make these seeds as well. That would be super cool, man. We like seeing things mm. like that. You know, we all enjoy this hobby. We all enjoy what everybody does here, growing plants, doing their own things. So come and share it with the community on persysgrowroom.com. Head over there, sign up, do it. Do it now. Mm. Edison said, make little soil seed balls and throw them as you walk. I saw a guy the <laughs> other day and he was, he had one of those, um, you know, the table sugar Shaker yeah, things. yeah, yeah, the pepper things. And it was yeah. full of seeds, and he's just skating down the, the sidewalk. And as he's skating, <laughs> he's just laying off the side, and he's just dusting the place with seeds. And I thought that's Amazing. perfect. I like that idea. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, people do that in the UK, but it's only wildflower they use. They don't use the cannabis seeds, obviously, because seeds yeah. are fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you make them yourself. If you make them or yourself, true. then it's pennies. Pennies. 
right? And yeah, remember, that is a, that is a good point, actually, because buying seeds. Anybody here who's ha- ever had to buy seeds, sure, they're fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap Ooh, yeah. to buy them. So, and sometimes it's not easy to get them shipped to you as well. Yeah, unless you go to Alibongo. Yeah, fifteen percent off. Fifteen off too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, especially getting um, you know top shelf genetics. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the illegal countries can't get it. Um, you know, I've I've been hunting those slurry gains for a while, um, and it's going to cost me about two hundred bucks US just to get um, those ones from deeply rooted genetics. Uh, and to be fair, they look absolutely phenomenal, um, and I can't wait to get my hands on them. But two hundred US is roughly three hundred and fifty odd Oz, so that's it's a lot of cash to drop on ten seeds. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You may have to keep those genetics for a while, if you know what I mean. Chilbert said yeah. here as well, which is important when reversing a cut to self. That's when you uh, self pollinate a plant with itself, pretty much. Like uh, uh, two cuttings, you know, and then making one turn, mm-hmm. uh, grow male flowers and then pollinate the female. Yeah. When you're doing that, then uh, Chilbert says, start the donor into flower a couple of weeks ahead of the receiver. So the plant you're going to yeah. turn into male, start that off a couple of weeks sooner because you have to yeah. self that as well. That's a good That's a good input there. Cheers, Chilbert. Good info. Then you yes. have the, the pollen ready for when the female flowers are starting to form and shit. Mm-hmm. You're not wasting too much time. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever heard can store it. Sorry, no, I was going to say, and I, I haven't heard it recently. But the, you know, the bro science out there that says you can't smoke bud with seeds in it is completely bullshit. Mm-hmm. You, you can definitely smoke. It. Yeah, you can. You can. Hey. You got to pick the seeds out, but you can. You can definitely smoke that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Twenty years ago, I was smoking plenty of bud with seeds in it. Don't you? Damn worry. right. That's all you could <laughs> get. We probably all were. All <laughs> were. For being honest, right? Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. yeah. Used to be yeah. a fun game. You'd, you'd, um, if you were the one packing the bowl, you'd stitch your mate up by popping a seed in it. So halfway through, it'd <laughs> pop and blow the blow the bowl out on him. Oh, I had so much upholstery and car got, cars got burned when it popped out the bowl and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's it. Make seeds. Do it. I, mean, I haven't done it yet, but it's something that I've always wanted to. But having the space and the time to get it done it has not been easy for me. But that'll be coming soon, I think. I have plenty of weed and uh, I can get this shit fired up soon. And just do a small tent, 60 centimeter tent and do a little breeding project. That would be very fun. Think, yeah, you know, we always talking about micro grows, and I think micro seed making for a home grower, you could still get a few hundred seeds off of a micro plant. So, oh, I've never even thought about that. How interesting! Yeah, I was thinking about that doing little micros, you know, get your micro going and and pull your pollen off one and then have another one running so you can, um, you know, pollinate that, and then you've got a couple hundred seeds right there. It doesn't have to be a, a three quarter pound plant. You know, you right. can, you can mm-hmm. use it as a micro, and then it's going to go. It'll happen quicker too, I suppose. That's the other side of that. You you're going to get through that process a bit quicker if it's going into flower quicker. Nice. Yep. So give it a shot, man. Make some fucking seeds. Do it. Regulars, feminizers, mm. all the same. Do it. Do it. Uh, we do have some questions which we should get to as well. I got one from Shonoff, which is a little bit complex for me. I think. So how many generations should a line be taken before it's considered a well-worked and consistent? That's that's a rough one there. I mean, I mean, I want, 
I've seen genetics out there at F sevens, which are just con- considered to be like amazingly worked plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people consider F fours to be very stable work lines. Um, because I'm not an expert, I'm not going to give you an answer there. I just, you know, I've heard different stories by different breeders. I'm, I'm impressed if somebody offers me an F4, honestly, because mm-hmm. those are even hard to find these days. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can, it can range anywhere from, you know, three to five to seven. It, it really comes down to the strain and its original stability as well, you know, because you've got, you've got to take into account the stability of those genes at the start. You know, if they're if they're unstable or shaky at best when you start, then you know you're probably in for a longer ride than something that you've taken that's already been um, stabilized to a point, and then you're you're taking it from there. So, mm-hmm. and when we I mean, say most stabilized th- as well, we mean like it's not going to harm it; it's going to share the same traits as it does to its sister seed. You know, yeah, they're, they're as similar as possible because sometimes you'll get seeds from the same bag same breed same breeder it's all come from the same seed bank all the same but then you'll pop two plants but they'll be completely different from each other one's super tall one's super short one's bushy one's not it's and leaves, that means that leaves, they're yeah. unstable you know if they're stable then the, both of the plants produced from those two seeds will look about the same almost clone like yes mm-hmm. those, those are really good work lines um different breeders different ways wouldn't you guys say i mean some of them you never know what you're going to get as far as phenos go and other ones mm-hmm, other breeders mm-hmm. almost yeah. perfect identical plants every time just all yeah. depends mm-hmm. Is it, yeah, yeah, you will get the occasional offshoot but they'll be pretty similar most of the time yeah 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 as, as edison said if eight out of the ten are the same you or or similar enough um, uh-huh. and they're exhibiting the same um, same traits, then, yeah, you'd, you'd probably consider that fairly stable. And when we um, say Edison, we don't mean Thomas Edison. He, he <laughs> didn't do this. We meet Edison in the chat here, all right? Yes. We, we are not misquoting Thomas Edison, okay? <laughs> I, just didn't, I just didn't want to pronounce Sprog Lino. I just I yeah. thought that it might be a bit, you know, and my Australian accent emphasis on the Sprog, unfortunately, so I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew got it, of course. Oh, dear. So I think, you know, a good example of a stabilized line would be DJ Short's Blueberry. It's been it's been worked really good. And if you get some of the uh, you can actually get that that line really, really worked out there and really stabilized now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it's grown, the plants just almost look identical. It's a beautiful line now. And that's why you see a lot of crosses with Blueberry because it's such a stable line. When you cross with it, it's its results are very consistent. And that that's a good point from Backblast as well. Environmental conditions do matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're if if you're running a really hot room, um, you, you know, you you may find it's going to drag some of those um, sativa growth traits out of a hybrid more so um, than than vice versa. You know, if you're trying to pull some more of the indica trait out. It's, it's probably going to show more in a colder environment in a more stable lower temp environment than, than those higher temps. So that that would matter. Whether that matters as far as it when you um, when you then self that and um, and try and making seeds from that, I don't know. Again, I haven't dived into that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, yeah, environment. I have had that where I've had a warmer environment and a cooler environment, and they've and I've had two vastly different plants. So, 
Uh, he also Matters. asks, uh, yeah, when crossing a regular plant to an autoflower plant, not straight Budoralis, how likely is the offspring to be autoflower? It's, like, it's another complex question there, sure enough, bro. What do you expect us to do here, man? We're crossing a regular plant with an autoflower? Oh, oh, I don't know, mate. I would assume it's around 50%. It will carry that Ruderalis gene with it, but... The, that might be completely wrong as well. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, just assume 50%, half from one plant and half from the other. Isn't it? So I'd say bud presser says 25%. So yeah, I, I, yeah. so that's like, you'd, you'd say a quarter of the genes being that, you know, if you're, unless you're using a just straight ruderalis, you know, even even then I suppose it, it brings that down. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, completely 50 50 um you could mm -hmm. you know wild guess yeah 50 50 but i would assume there would be some that wouldn't and some that don't and this is the point in stabilizing lines is that you get to that point where you can pretty well guarantee that they're going to be auto um but again i've had autos that you know where i've, I've bought them and they've gone oh, yeah auto on the packet other and people have grown them autos and then i'm mm -hmm. you know seven weeks in and not a bud site <laughs> to be seen. So I've had to turn the lights back to trigger it. So, mm. you know, it, it is possible that it happens. And again, that can be environmental factors that cause that. So, uh, uh, but, then, yeah, we have one more question from Filmy Bowls. I think this is, this was sent by email. Like, uh, here's a few questions. We've got a couple of questions in this. Is there a way just to pollinate just one branch on a plant? And if there is, what's the procedure? And we spoke about that briefly in the grow guide. Glory section. hole, yeah, would be perfect. Just try and isolate the single branch you want to pollinate. Make sure there's no wind blowing around, and use a brush or your finger to drop the pollen onto the actual bud. You know, touch the bud, put it on the bud with a brush or your fingertip, with no air blowing around and shit. And then you should be okay after that. You give it a shake. Make sure any spare pollen is like left so it doesn't go back into the tent. You turn your fans on and then it gets kicked up off the flower. You'll be careful of that too. But, you know, isolating the branch and pollinating it directly is probably the best way to go there. Yeah, and Sal Silly's recommendation or suggestion, I should say, of letting that branch stick out of your tent and zipping your tent up so it's isolated from the rest of your tent makes perfect sense. That way you can isolate mm -hmm. just that one branch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so give it a shot. Very nice. And then one more question. When germinating seed, what's the ideal of the what's the ideal length of the tap root? Should you uh what should you see before you place it in the grow medium? So how long should the tap root be before you put it in the medium? Mm. See, I don't do that, I go straight into the medium nowadays. So don't mess around with the paper towel thing. It's one extra step that can cause damage, and you know, it's just I find it to be a waste of the time most of the time. So that mine oh, goes straight yeah. to the medium anyway. I like to see half an inch. All right. About half an inch. If I'm getting about that, that's about right. Um, I know what, when I put that in the medium within two to three days, it's coming straight out. Mm. Um, but mm. I, you know, again, I because I'm running a lot of autos recently, I don't want to be putting them into the medium because I run, again, running toe. Um, sorry, I saw turkey bag. Um, running cocoa. <laughs> um I drop straight in, um, auto straight into a five gal, straight into the cocoa and, um, and go from there. So I want to know that it's at least that, that tap roots at least nice and healthy. And then it's going in and, and goes from there. So, um, but I know plenty of people, as, as you said, Mackie yourself as well, that just pop it straight in the medium and let it run. And, and that's, you know, that's how that works in nature. So why mm -hmm. wouldn't it work now? Mm -hmm. 
I soak and go straight to the media after that. These days I have done paper towel sometimes. I guess it just depends upon what mood I'm in for the grow, mm, whether yeah. I want to do paper towel or straight into the media. Right. I can't be asked with this. I'm just putting it straight in the medium or I'm going to be really meticulous with this. I'm going to paper towel it. I mean, last time I was, I was just meticulous on preparing the seed bed, but after that, I'm thinking like, well, everything's here. So why do I need to do anything with the paper towel? So I don't know. Different. Just try it. Mm-hmm. The Husky's talking about plant count there briefly. And it's like, uh, I think plant count is bullshit. It, it doesn't mm. really matter. Floor space is more important. You know, that's going to decide on that. how much cannabis you produce. You could have a hundred plants or you could have two plants. If they're in a meter tent, they're going to produce a certain amount of cannabis. And, this is, it, it, you know, if you want to breed and look for phenotypes and all these different yeah. things, then you're going to want a lot of plants, man. And you're not looking at bringing all of those to flower and produce cannabis at the end of it. So plant counts are just bullshit, man. Don't, don't try and get involved with all that shit. Don't restrict yourself, man. Just enjoy your hobby mm. as much as you need to. If you're where I am, you're fucked either way. You doesn't matter. It's like <laughs> one, it's 10, just, 12. Yeah. It's all zero. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so if you can show, you know, if you if that ever does happen, then you can if you can show that you're using it for breeding purposes, it's not going to be the same, is it? Yeah, there's some some people in legal areas that have limits like four plants that have just taken it to the extreme and, and literally grow outdoor trees just to say, you know, F mm-hmm. you government, look yeah. what I'm doing, yeah. you know. <laughs> So, but I mean, they're doing it legally. They're within the rules, but yeah, I don't think limits counting limits don't, they don't matter. Yeah. Well, when, um, when Canberra legalized down here, there was a guy got in trouble. He had, um, he had four plants. There was two people in the house and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the plant count legal legally is two, um, mm-hmm. per person up to uh-huh. four per household. Um, and <laughs> one of his neighbors, called and dobbed him in because he had these things on his back deck and they were easy six foot tall Oof. five foot wide <laughs> monsters and then and the cops came in and they took the plants off him and they said look you know we understand but within reason and he's like i mean i can't control what the plant's doing like if i you know i put a seed in the dirt next minute that's what grew out of it because there's only two plants um and they're like yeah but you know limits are 150 grams wet and he's like, well, that's well, you know, and that's going to be well more than 150 gram wet. I still don't, I still don't understand that. I don't understand how they got to 150 grams wet. Well, wait a minute. Bullshit you know, laws all the time, man. It's like, isn't it? I'm kind of thinking about what the high ladies were talking about in Canada, the deal about you can't transport X number of wet grams of cannabis at a time, bullshit like that, but it's yeah. not considered wet cannabis till it's cut. So the answer yeah. is there. You only cut 150 grams at a time and you make sure you either use it or move it around or, or give it to somebody else or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. absolutely but ridiculous. The rules are It is. You got, you got to play the game. Well, mm. I've had autos go five times that amount, so. And that's not yeah. bragging. It's just it is what it is. That's what mm-hmm. they, you can't, you I, know. I fully understand what you're talking about. I mean, 150 grams wet. I mean, come on, you get more than that dry. 150 wet is is it going to be? Yeah, about that. Yeah, about okay. that, yeah. Well, that's about right. Something in that zone, about about 38 ish, 40 ish, I think, is where I would go with that number. But that can change. But yet, mm-hmm. I would consider that being not a great yield. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's, that's everything, right? Yeah. I think we uh, we have covered everything here today. We've got all the questions done. We've got the growth guides done and all that shit. Is there anything else we can add? 
there we go, everybody. That was how to make your own cannabis seeds. If you need any help or have any questions at all, just like the rest of the grow guides, head over to percysgrowroom.com, sign up, become a member. It's all free and it's the most friendly community you'll find on the internet. So head over there, become part of the community. We'd love to have you over there. Ask any questions you'd like, we'll be able to help. And that doesn't apply for just this episode. That's all the episodes we've done in the past as well. If you need any help at all, just head over to Percy's and we'll be able to help you out over there. Uh, of course, it would be awesome if you could share this episode with somebody. You share it on social media if you can. Or share it with a friend in real life if you can. That is the best way to help us help the show grow. You know, just find more people. The algorithms don't share us very much because we're cannabis related. So we need people like you to help us grow by sharing the episode on social networks. That would be sweet. But for now, it's Friday. So the weekend is coming. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay high, stay safe. And we'll see you on Sunday for the live show on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash high on homegrown. Hope to see you there on Sunday. But have a good weekend, everybody. Stay high. See you in a bit.